or if you say something, you know, talk some junk about somebody accidentally, gossip or anything <laughs> like that, and you're like, oh, maybe I don't. Yeah. I'll try not to do that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I still want to hear it. I just won't put it in the podcast. Hello and welcome to WNC Original Music episode 149, the Six Queens episode. This week, very happy to have musician Lang Owen on the podcast. Lane has a new album out called She's My Memory. In addition to his previous album, Welcome to Yesterday. Originally from Ohio, Lang now lives in South Carolina and visits the Western North Carolina area quite often to play music and just to, just to hang out, you know. Lang and I talked about his new album, She's My Memory, and you can find that at all the streaming services right now and on Bandcamp. And of course, there will be links in the show notes. Here's Lang Owen. Yeah, that's the uh, title track off of this album. And uh, I must admit, it's probably my favorite and, and the producer's favorite of the of the 10 tracks we got on this album. And um, it's a, probably kind of an exemplifies any of the good qualities that are going to show up on the rest of the album, whether it's the instrumentation that we use or uh, just the singing because we um, you've had on your show Admiral Radio and and we uh, had Becca Smith who's the female singer in that duo come in and do some background vocals on that so it's got some nice vocals in it it's got some nice instrumentation uh, 
and it's just kind of a nice, nice uh, song to kick off the the album and sort of speak to the what people are going to hear for for the other nine tracks. Yeah. How do you decide? Um, how do you decide what your opening track is going to be? Yeah, that's a good question because originally I had thought there's another song on here, uh, this album called Everybody Here, that I had originally thought, oh, that's kind of a good song. It's about community. It sort of might be a good kind of positive song to start with, but. I remember Todd was pretty, Todd Mathis is the producer of the album. He was pretty adamant that uh, She's My Memory should be the opening track. It's shorter. It It is kind of catchy, but it has like a substance to it. Mm-hmm. So eventually, I think he he was right about that. And, and I kind of just deferred to his opinion about that. And then we organized the rest of the album tracks uh, to follow. Right. Um, Where did you record uh, these songs? Two places. So in Colombia, there has been all these years. And keep in mind, I just started uh, working musically in maybe the last five years. So I never really was privy to this. But in Colombia, there was a uh, recording studio called Jim Studios. And apparently a lot of uh, really successful bands from the Columbia area, and maybe outside of Colombia as well, uh, had recorded over the years there. Maybe... 10, 20 years. But interestingly enough, the uh, guy who owned that place, Ron, also had a thriving business doing like voiceover recordings and, you know, like audio book recordings and oh. so on. So it was a, it was a pretty dynamic recording studio. But anyway, we did record uh, like the bass and drum tracks there. Interesting enough, my last my session for recording one of the songs on here was the last recording session there because they had closed down uh, Jim Recording Studios uh, after that session after about twenty years. So anyway, we recorded there, and then Todd Mathis, the producer, also has a nice recording studio in his um, kind of a building outside of his home. Mm-hmm. So we recorded almost everything else there guitars, vocals, uh, background vocals, keyboards, things of that nature. So both places got some good work. Do you do all of your recording um, at the studio or do you do, uh, I know a lot of people now do some at home and then take some tracks to the studio and fill in and that sort of thing. Yeah. I, you know, I'm not technically savvy to that point, so I, I can't really do oh. that. Uh, but Todd uh, worked, we got uh, various other musicians, pretty stalwart uh, collection of musicians from Columbia. Some of them did it that way. And then we even had a guy who uh, helped out with a bass track and he was in New York City. So um, the younger people in this recording process were a little bit more on it with the tech. Right. Uh, Actually, I would like to get to the point where I could do that. So I think one of the things I'm going to be asking Todd is sort of help me figure out the technology at my home so I could save him some time if I'm lucky enough to record with him again. I cook fast food in New Orleans Patient as a marathon runner She said in dreams it's not what it seems I waited all that blazing summer She drove up to New York City See how the rich people suffer I shave my goatee, watch too much TV With her dog and her cat and her brother She takes you the long way And then she brings you back another I'm a man of simple things Don't wanna be any bother I like hot onion rings Joni Mitchell, she sings
just like her mother. She wrote, it's a shame we can't dance in this rain. She missed her fellow landlubber. I hitchhiked down the Florida coast, spoke with my drunk, lonely father. He made a toast, son, you best make most of the takes you the long way and then she brings you back another she showed up at my job i could never rid myself of her she ate a corn dog like some fine shish kebab my heart melted like butter you take so many steps in this life Five times round the world if you wondered When you walk through the night You find your street light It's there your love you discover She takes you the long way And then she brings you back another She takes you the long way Anyways, uh, I, I enjoy uh, that track that we recorded. I, I also enjoy playing that song. I, I played last night at a place and, and, and did that uh, song myself. Um, the Long Ways uh, has kind of a catchy, or I think it's kind of a catchy little uh, hook to it, which is the line, she takes you the long way and brings you back another. It's a, yeah. it's a song about a fast food uh uh, cook in uh, New Orleans, which I think is kind of funny because we don't think of fast food when we think of New Orleans. But right. uh, anyway, it's a, fa- it's a song about a fast food cook who's waiting around for his long haul trucker girlfriend to kind of come back from her travels. And she's an independent woman. And so anyway, the, the, the catch is, you know, she takes you the long way and brings you back another. But the, the fun thing I think about that, Ron, is that uh, I got that line by listening to an, an elderly gentleman sort of eavesdropping on him. I think I'm a big eavesdropper. And I was listening to this elderly gentleman talk to some elderly women about trying, getting lost and trying to find his way. And he, and he was complaining about his GPS. And he said, my GPS takes me the long way and it brings me back another. Oh, yeah. and, you know, he's all frustrated because he's you know, always getting lost and everything. So I took that line and stowed that away. And then I, you know, obviously made it an entirely different kind of thing. But I enjoy that song. Um, it's the second song on on the album. Um, Those are great kind of nice lines thing about- that are taken from real life. You know, you're not you're not making the, it makes them so real because they are real. You know, you don't have to make up a line that sounds real. It's just a real thing somebody said. And you, you know, take a different, you know, take it in a direction. Right. Yeah. So that was fun to be able to incorporate that. And, you know, the, the that song was kind of a, a challenge to record. And I learned a lot in the recording process from working with Todd because we really did uh, work with these songs. So it was a bit of a longer song. We had a little intro, uh, but then we decided to take the just cut that intro out, and made it a little bit of a shorter song. It's I always play it when I play it live with a little harmonica part but. Honestly, I'm not a very good harmonica player. And when we tried to record it, it just it just wasn't that good. You know, mm-hmm. so then Todd, he figured out to play a little uh, guitar lick in that. That's kind of a little catchy little lick. But I was actually proud of myself because I hadn't played uh, electric guitar in many, many years. But I played all the electric sort of background parts on that. So it's, it's a it's a fun song in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, and I enjoy that track. I hope people will like it. Um, where are some places that you, uh, that you play a lot? Well, you know, the, I mean, obviously COVID really did hinder things, but 
you know, in in terms of North Carolina, I've tried to get up to North Carolina a few times. I'd like to even do more. I played in Raleigh one time, a place called Arcana. Uh, I played at WHUP, which is in Hillsboro. Mm-hmm. Played on their show called Pass the Pass the Hat uh, in Asheville. I played at Odds Cafe one time, and then uh, there was another place I played. Right now, I'm just blanking on on the name. Um, but I certainly would love to get back up to North Carolina more because there's just so many venues up there that that offer opportunities. Um, down here in Columbia, I've played everything in, in the Columbia area, up in Greenville, I've played a place called um, Smiley's Acoustic Cafe is a kind of a nice place for people to play. But for me, one of the two of the places that were real highlights for me in the time that I've been playing was uh, played down in a place called Awendaw Bar, Awendaw Green Bar Jam. I don't know. Are you familiar with that place yeah. at all, Ron? Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, got to play there. That was just an outstanding experience. Actually, I was lucky or just totally lucky to be uh, playing on the night that ETV was there recording or oh, documenting nice. about that place. So, you know, it was nice to be a part of that, but it was really uh, a documentary about the place but then secondly i opened for jonathan bird who's you know one of the oh, yeah. uh, um, the key figures in, in the americana scene i guess up in north carolina but he came down to uh columbia and played at a place called uh tree of life coffee house which maybe has about 150 200 people that can come to that so i was lucky enough that he uh, uh gave me a chance to open for him so those are the kinds of places around here that Columbia has a good number of places, but obviously just recently are they getting back open uh, to have a lot of live shows. Uh, do you have a place like, um, like where, where do you think you play the most? What's the place that you return to? Yeah, actually, well, you know, there is a wonderful venue here in Columbia. It did get shut down for uh, COVID. So it's just going to start back up in June after two years, but it's, it's a, a, a little I guess it's a venue that's held in a coffee shop. It's called Mind Gravy. And Mind Gravy, uh, Ron, is uh, hosted by a wonderful poet named Al Black. And Al is a, just a active advocate for musicians and poets. He has a number of different little shows that he offers over the years. And Mind Gravy was held in a really nice little coffee shop called um, Cool Beans here in downtown Columbia. And I have played there probably more than anything. Uh, Al has um, given me features there numbers of times. It's actually the first place that I played when I decided to get back into music after about a 30 year layoff back in 2000, I guess, 17. Uh, And so I just, uh, I love that little venue at most. A lot of times around it's just like 10 or 15 people there, Mm -hmm. but uh, just, super just a good a really good listening environment so it's a really nice place to play um so that's that's probably the place i've played the most everybody hears my therapist i need all the help i can get i look around i'm losing my ground I don't like what I see one bit I float by like a whisper You hand me a megaphone In our own world somehow we're not We're not alone Everybody here Everybody here Everybody here's my archaeologist Digging in the dirt for things I miss Down on hands and knees Beneath the olive trees Finding my love still exists We live in memories Like statues in Rome 
we're not alone. Everybody here. Everybody here. Yeah, everybody here is, um, uh, I, I guess you would say it's my uh, my uh, take on the importance of community. And uh, so it's a song really about uh, the ways that I've experienced actually other people being really supportive to me. And uh, it starts off with a line, everybody here is my therapist. And uh, the idea that, you know, everybody's... Uh, it, people I know care for me, support me. And obviously I try to do the same. Um, so as I said, I thought that was going to be the the first track on the album because it's a, it's a positive song in the sense that it really advocates for su- giving support, receiving support, caring for each other. Mm-hmm. Again, Becca Smith, uh, Admiral radio, um, one of the duo of Admiral radio does some really nice, background vocals on on the end of that song uh, it's a song actually has a little uh what we call it, fade out mm-hmm. and uh she's she's a part of that little fade out uh vocal uh kind of thing so it's got a, ni- a lot of nice little pieces and it's uh got a lot of good instrumentation in it we had a um, really wonderful drummer named mike scarborough who uh plays drums on almost all the tracks on this album and he just does such a great job. I, I remember when I first heard him play live, and for me, it's a real compliment to say he, he sounds like Ring. He sounded like Ringo Starr to me. Uh-huh. And uh, you know, I know a lot of times it's passed since the Beatles were playing, but uh, he just very—he's a classically trained jazz uh, drummer, mm-hmm. and so he just knows how to really serve a song. So anyway, a lot of good instrumentation on there. Whether it's him, Todd played all kinds of nice guitar parts on there. Becca, as I said, uh, you know, did a really great job on the vocals. So it's a it's a positive song about community. Right now, you mostly play solo. 
Or do you ever play like with a group or anything? Yeah, no, you know, um, for all these years recently, pretty much always just played by myself, did a little stint where I uh, played with a a cello player, which was fun. Mm -hmm. Um, This album features eight of the eight of the 10 tracks are really a band. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm really enjoy playing with a band and i would actually like to be able to do that more because frankly i get the the sense that there'd be a lot more opportunities for uh, musicians if they actually can bring a band you know with right. them right um or so, like like uh it sounds like you're could be capable of you know if you play can play solo can play with the duo and then a full band mm-hmm. and you know you can you're not like going through and you know, seeing what's available, you're just adapting yourself to whatever, you know, gigs are available. Right. I, I like that take. And one benefit of recording this album with um, Todd Mathis, and again, I'm just going to sing his praises probably a lot of times while we're talking, is he is a very well-respected musician in South Carolina. Uh, he, he played in a band that toured nationally, um, and he clearly has many people who have, he has a lot of goodwill with a lot of good musicians. And so this album features some pretty good musicians and we're going to do a album release show the day after oh. we release the album. And yeah. that will give me a chance to kind of play with a band and uh, hopefully I can keep up with them because they've all been playing in bands for years. And last time I played in a band was like 30 years, 35 years ago or something. So I'm hoping I'll be able to keep up with them. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm really hoping, uh, Ron, that people will appreciate there's some variety on this 
album. And yeah, it uh, really was. I I felt that. Yeah. What what did, what did you notice that sort of stood out to you as some variety? Because it, it helps to hear that. Yeah. I like. I mean, I like the difference in the um, the instrumentation. Like, because uh, mm-hmm. I've been doing lately, I've been doing a little bit of uh, recording myself. I'm to put out a few songs eventually, uh-huh. like within two or three years, you know. Yeah. So I've yeah, been right. like noticing what makes a dynamic, you know. So instead of having mm-hmm. uh, an acoustic guitar play louder at some point you might bring in a second acoustic guitar or, you know, a a small, Mm -hmm. um, small percussion piece or something like that. So a lot, a lot of that thing with the dynamics that, you know, you would bring in just different instruments at different times versus increasing the volume of everything. Yeah. 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 And so this is a good example of trying to, uh, doing something, some, something, some nice variety. So this is just a a song that has a vocal, acoustic guitar and then a viola Mm -hmm. and uh it's a really beautiful viola part and uh again you know i hope i don't sound like a broken record but todd uh, has a is married and his wife is a classical musician she plays in a, a quartet i guess you would call it and so one of the people in that quartet is the one who played that viola part and uh and so yeah it's really neat to be able to do something that would sound different than just like a band sound um so i just really enjoy that that piece as well um again we kind of chopped that song up it was i tend to write longer songs and sometimes i realize they're a bit too long so we we chopped that when uh a whole verse out of that and just made it a little bit shorter a little bit tighter mm-hmm. um but I enjoyed it. And, you know, again, I, this is kind of fun to think of what's behind some of these songs, Ron. I, I got a, a friend whose name is John and um, John is an art advocate. He loves art and he's always like giving people books. Hey man, you got to look at this, uh, this art and so on. So one day he said to me, Chris, I feel like I'm, I'm an evangelist for art. Uh-huh. And, uh, and, and so, so, and the song starts with John, the evangelist, all things beautiful. And, so uh, honestly, I, I was a little bit cautious about writing that song in the sense that I'm, I'm not a person of faith. And I know that people take the story of John the Evangelist seriously. And uh, this is not a song about the Christian faith, but just about a guy who I imagined walking the streets and just telling people, you know, what beauty is around them. Uh, again, it tries to be a, a positive song yeah, in that yeah. sense. I like, the, I like that name because usually you hear him called John the Baptist, but I kind of like John the Evangelist as a uh, kind of an alias for him. That's neat. Well, you know, the thing is, Ron, I, I, and I believe this is correct. Now, see, I thought it was John the Baptist too, but I mm-hmm. believe there's actually John the Baptist and then there is John the Evangelist. Oh, okay. And they are separate figures in the Bible. I, I actually tried to Google it and find uh-huh. that out. Um, but uh-huh. again, I'm not a person of right. faith, and so I don't want to be speaking incorrectly. Hmm. So. Okay. So just uh, so John the Evangelist, do you know anything else about his story? Because I know John the Baptist, I know his story, but I, I'm uh, not versed in a different person named John the Evangelist. I I don't recall because I just kind of looked it up briefly, to just sort of yeah. checked my reality a little bit. <laughs> but uh, yeah. so, so again, I don't I don't want to sound uh, too superficial, but yeah. I just have just a basic kind of understand so. i'll look it up if you're way off like if we're if we're right now practicing sacrilege i'll delete all this stuff <laughs> yes, so, please do right yeah please yeah. do what's something um from your uh without getting you know uh freudian or anything um yeah what's something like from your uh childhood or past that um has affected your songwriting or your mu- musicianship or musical journey however you want to say it yeah. Well, and you know, I, that's a beautiful question because, you know, I, in my profession, you know, I work in the mental health field as a counselor and, you know, we certainly know that things matter early on in life. If I just said something that's kind of simple, maybe I could say something a little bit more than that, but, you know, I remember listening to, um, Dinah Washington and Dinah Washington was, you know, this wonderful singer from the fifties and early sixties. And, um, I remember, uh, my mom playing that when I was in my, you know, really young, like four and five. And my dad and mom would sometimes dance in the 
living room to that. And it was such a melodic music and very, you know, short little songs back then. You remember like mm-hmm. those songs would have been like two minutes, 20 seconds long or something, just little gems. Yeah. And so the lyrics were very tight and there was a nice little melody, just simple little songs. And so I, I, I remember just being really struck by those. And, and then the second uh, music that I really learned that I think really has informed what I, how I write is I had a much older brother. He was in, you know, like his late teens, starting into college when I was just a child. And of course he brought home Sergeant Peppers and uh, the first song that really got my attention uh, beyond Dinah Washington was the song She's Leaving Home off of uh-huh. Sergeant Peppers. And the reason why I bring that up, Ron, is that I, and I don't really see myself as a storytelling songwriter, but that is how people see me. And that song is absolutely a story song. You yeah, know? absolutely. And right. And so that, that song stayed with me. So I don't know if that's answering the kind of question you were talking about, but those are the things that I remember that got me really attentive to music. Mm-hmm. And in some ways have stayed with me all these years. More from Lang Owen in just a few moments. I uh, want to let you know that you can find Lang's music on Spotify and Bandcamp. Just go to langowen.bandcamp.com. Uh, you can also go to his website, which is langowenmusicepk.blogspot.com. And, of course, we'll have all those uh, websites and more in the show notes. And, of course, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Uh, just search WNC Original Music wherever you get your music. Or just go to WNCOriginalMusic.com and there'll be links there. Also, follow the podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Just search Facebook, Instagram, WNC Original Music. You'll figure it out. Corrections and clarifications from last week's episode with Derek Peter. An anaconda is a large snake, and uh, an Abercrombie is a type of fitch. So we were both right. Hi, this is Carrie Morrison, and you're listening to WNC Original Music. Do you have a musical impression that you do? Oh, you mean I, I would do an impression of somebody else? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I I do have one, but the idea that I would do it right now, I, I wouldn't try it now. But, oh. but uh, so, <laughs> well, I mean, especially I don't even have a guitar with me. But oh, yeah. but uh, I notice when I do sound checks, sometimes I do kind of my kind of wacky version of Dylan singing some kind of song. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is one one impression maybe that that I I will do, but uh-huh. I just can't do it very well right now. So. Uh, what era, Dylan? Like the high, oh, the high pitched, you know, high pitched or a low pitch. No, that's 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 good. Uh, probably would be well. It probably would be the more early Dylan, you mm. know, the one that sort of sounded twangy, Woody Guthrie kind of yeah, sound like yeah. that. So you know that whiny kind of sound he had there going for. Oh while, yeah, so. yeah. I like to do the uh, the low pitch um, bursts of singing. You know where he goes, uh, having a who. Having a having uh, and it, that's that's the thing that makes people mad when they see him live. The one they're like, "Oh, he doesn't sound like Dylan anymore." I'm like, "He sounds just like Dylan in like 1976." You just want 1964 Dylan, you know? Uh, he hasn't been around for yes. years, so yeah, don't expect that. Now, Ron, that's so interesting you say that. I'll just add that you know Dylan actually just was in Columbia last week. Oh yeah, yeah, and and it was so interesting to hear my friends or read on uh, on Facebook, for example, people's commentary. And it really was pretty much along those lines. A lot of people just want the old Dylan. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I'm sorry. It's a shame because, you know, he's, he's 70 years old. You yeah. Know, what are you, you going to do? Right. You know, um, I'll see right. people. You know, I, we just got to appreciate what he. Yeah. I mean, Paul, Paul McCartney last year, Paul McCartney put out an album that was mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people had it as the best album of the year. Um, but then also you saw a lot of people complaining because he can't hit the high notes anymore. I mean, he's 75 years old, you know, come on. He's, he's, and he's, it's amazing that his voice has lasted this long and it still sounds great. It's just a different voice, you know, appreciate his voice that he has. Don't, you know, be a jerk and say, Oh, he can't sing long, tall Sally anymore. Big deal. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You've got it recorded. It's on a, you know, you have it on a CD somewhere. You're not missing it. Oh. I'm with you on that. Now I'm getting I'm mad. Oh, I'm getting over. Right. Well, no, I get you, Dave. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. you're on to something.
big old lucky day Beaming like the sun She been known to say Looks like you never have fun Smile from you Can I get a smile from you? I just want to be friendly Looks like you've been booed Smile from you She's like a commercial Ever running jingle rhyme Where everything's on special and Never is a line Smile from you Can I get a smile from you? I just want to be friendly Looks like you've been sued Smile from you So smile from you also was an attempt to to uh, add some variety to these songs or to these uh, to this album, and so uh, it's also a song that was the hardest song to get in its final fashion. So uh, we started out really just making it sound like almost like a rock song, and um, and actually this is one of those times where having somebody phone in a part maybe it has its limits so we had a guitarist to put down an electric guitar part on that but the first part of it was just like way too rock sounding and I'm, I'm not a rock and roll singer and so I just felt like it just didn't I couldn't keep up with that kind of rock guitar sound mm. so we actually tried all kinds of different things to modify that and none of it worked and eventually we just took it out of the first part of the song and it just became like an acoustic guitar part that mm. kind of you know kind of kind of rocks along by itself but then it kicks into a band sound with the remaining electric guitar part that's kind of psychedelic almost right and then it sounded pretty cool i thought yeah yeah so um and we got uh the drummer Mike Scarborough to kind of do a Keith Moon kind of you know uh, drum part behind it, and I know I'm giving references to musicians who are long gone or no, a lot much a, older, but I love <laughs> but yeah, I love good, Keith Moon, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. So it was a good, yeah, he did his best. He's he didn't want to do too much, so we had to like urge him to do a little bit more. Mm. Um, 
but it was a it was a real test to get that song in its final fashion. It just took a lot of uh, scrapping around, and eventually, what it really took was just taking a big part out and then working back from there. So uh, it's just a song about a man who's uh, admires his lover's smile, and in contrast to him, he's not a big smiler. Uh, I, you know, I I don't write songs that are directly about me, Ron, but I. Mm-hmm. I've been accused of not being a big smiler. So, <laughs> so, so I sometimes joke. I try to have to I have to learn how to smile a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, so I I wrote a song sort of about a guy trying to figure out like how do I smile a bit more. Right. right. Actually, it was funny. I I hate to admit this, but I um at one point in the song I had gonna was trying to use a reference to Joe Biden. You know, because Joe Biden has a big white right. tooth smile. Oh yeah. But this was right around the time of the election, so I just thought, well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna put a Joe Biden line in there. So I took right, right. You could have, um, well, I don't know how many people would have known this, but I always think of when I think of smile. Do you know who uh, William Devane is? He's an actor. He's an older guy. Uh, I know that name. Yeah. Any reference you can remind me to? Um, he was on. Oh man. I don't know. Not nothing super fan. I think he was on one of the like uh, Dallas or Dynasty okay. shows or something okay. like that. Okay. Uh, he was yeah. on a show called The Grinder that I've been watching, uh, which is like mm-hmm. a one season show that I love. Um, okay. But he's he looks a lot like Joe Biden. I mean, he could play Joe Biden in a movie, and he's got that uh-huh. great big, you know, like great big smile. And you're like, are those real teeth? Are those dentures? Did he get dentures when he was like 30 years old? Yeah. I know. I got think. Yeah. Um. Who are some uh, who are some musicians that you wish people would listen to more, either local or national? Mm. Yeah, now the you know the two that come to the top of my mind probably are listened to a fair amount. I'm a big fan of Anias Mitchell. I don't know that. Are you still there, Ron? Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Oh yeah, the screen froze up. Um, Yeah, so Anias Mitchell is a really wonderful Americana singer. She does her own solo work. And then she's in this group called Bonnie light horseman. And, and, and she's just outstanding. Her voice. It's one of those very distinctive voices, but it's, she's a really good singer, very lovely songwriter. Mm-hmm. So I really appreciate her. I also, um, am a fan of a uh, female singer named Kathleen Edwards. She's from Canada. And um, she was kind of a thing for a while. And then apparently she took six years off and uh, owned a coffee shop and then came back recently. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. I know who you're talking you like, about. You know, yeah. you know who I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah. Just because of that story. I recognize that story. And then the name popped in my head. Yeah. 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 So both of them are, you know, just really outstanding. Locally, you know, I'll, I'll sing Todd's praises again. Todd Mathis is a great songwriter. And he was a very successful musician, um, maybe you know, ten more more years ago. But he still puts out a lot of really lovely music. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a band here in uh, Columbia where Mike Scarborough, he's the drummer in, and a guy named Jeff Gregory who played bass on the Long Way and on this album. Mm-hmm. They're, they're called the Runout. They are a very solid band. And uh, another band that comes to my mind around here is a is a group called Easy Shakes. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're kind of a rock band, that Americana kind of rock band. They're also very solid. So there's a lot of good musicians in, cool. in Columbia. It'd be nice if people heard them more. When uh, I was on WHUP's Pass the Hat show, they gave me a chance to play some music uh-huh. at the end of the show. And actually, I played only Columbia oh, area yeah, music, yeah. Except, for Kim, except for Kim Ware, who was on your show. Oh, yeah. Love Kim. I played, her, played one of her songs. Yeah. I'll be a good boy dead One of these days I will slip your mind Slip your mind Oh yeah Not for nothing I gave you my word Not for nothing I gave you my time Gave you my Trains, trains on the way 
this far somehow gold stars and watches don't matter to me now don't matter to me now oh yeah give me your pennies give me your dimes give me a second i'll give you peace of my mind peace of my You know, it's funny how songs come uh, out of what seems like nowhere, but uh, I, I wrote a song back in 1981, maybe, called Collection Day. Mm-hmm. And it was a, a bad mimicking of a Bruce Springsteen song. I was know? thinking, so, yeah, I was assuming 1980 Collection Day. It sounds, I mean, it sounds like a Bruce Springsteen, just the really? title. The whole situation says Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Well, that's actually very neat that you would see it that way. But, you know, it was the best I could write back then, but probably not that great of a song, you know? So, um, so anyway, you know, that just vanished, you know, in the midst of time. Uh, And then maybe about halfway through recording this album, I guess we had taken out one song that we thought we were going to record. And so we wanted to try to record an, we we had maybe a need for another song and I just woke up one night and um, just started working on another song. And, and Ron, I'm not a fast writer typically, but this song got written for me quite quickly. And um, it has nothing to do with the original song, but the title just always struck me as a good title. And this song is really just about a guy waking up in the middle of the night. And I think it's in a way, it's a bit of a song about resentment because it's sort of like, I'm working like a dog in my job. I'm waking up at night and I hear the trains and I just like to be somewhere else. Hmm. And, uh, and so uh, somehow I got that song written kind of quickly and, it's a simple song. Uh, usually I have little breaks in my song and we just kept it just a verse, chorus, verse, chorus, chorus. Yeah. Um, so it's real simple, but. Um, just like Bruce Springsteen. It's got, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Although Todd. No saxophone. He's the one who, he does, <laughs> he has no yeah. saxophone. He, uh, Todd did the electric guitar parts in there and he, thought that he was sort of trying to play like a television remember that band called television from new york city oh, yeah, back yeah. in 70 he kind of was playing what he thought sounded like sort of little uh leads out of television mm-hmm. um which is kind of cool um but but i i'm into that song it's got some uh kind of interesting lines like it starts out uh, one of these days i'll be a good boy dead uh, that's kind of a wild line. And uh, there's another line that goes, I'm a walking precondition, made it this far somehow. Uh, so it's really about a guy who's just like, man, I, something's got to change here. Um, so it's one of the more, you know, I, I guess the, the ni- nice thing about the album might be that there's a variety of moods and tones. Like there's some 
uplifting songs. There's some songs about love, but there is like this songs about a guy's like, he's kind of, he's, he's, um, he's wishing things could be different. And he's maybe he's a bit angry that they aren't. You yeah. Know? And I think probably people can relate to that a little bit. There's a house named Lillian Written in brick Right here on the front porch Seen much better days About when you got nothing Anywhere's like a resort Lillian's long gone by now They rent out rooms Any soul Get a Bible, a bed, and a chair What brought me here? I don't know Just one of those things Heaven knows Never had a home Never loved in the end Days come and go I hustle around town I lay my head down Never knew her, but somehow I did. I bet she flew high like Amelia Earhart, but she lived. I bet she walked a neighbor's dog in the rain I bet she read Charlotte's Web to her kids They say a lie to get at the truth But I don't live by any book of quotations They say Lillian's a voice in my head I say we're all figments of a grand Come and go I hustle around town I lay my head down And dream I dream Shrine. Must have had a lot of love in the bank in the time If I only had time My love would rise in the sky and would shine Rise high and shine Like a skyscraper with her name on the sign Her name on the sign Well, and it's just a kind of another interesting little story uh, piece to it. it it's uh, again, maybe it's interesting just how you get to some, how you get some songs. So, uh, me and my wife rented a little place for a while uh, here in downtown Columbia, and walking the streets during the pandemic, I came across a, a house, and it was a really nice, elegant kind of house, old, maybe you know, ninety years old kind of house. And on the outside of it, Ron was in brick, the name Lillian. And I'd never seen a house with a name on it. Yeah. Actually, just last night, I played that song and a woman came up to me and told me that in that neighborhood, there's some other houses with names on them. So I, I didn't even know that was a thing. That's cool. Um, yeah. So anyway, it was a very nice house. But one way that I write songs, I think, is to kind of twist the idea a little bit because it did make me think like who in the world built a house 
and loved a woman so much that they would put her name on it. Yeah. You know, that's kind of where my, my mind went. But instead of writing a song about that, I wrote a song about maybe that house being in disrepair and now it's a rental house and some guys down his luck, he's renting a room there. And, and he's imagining that Lillian himself. And really it's a song about longing for love and imagining a woman that you could love. Um, so I really like that song. And I, I like that it's, it's um, based on something that's true. There's a house named Lillian. Um, so it's a good one. It, it's another one of the songs that Todd had an influence on him that he, he said he thought we should end the album with that. So he, oh, yeah. he pretty much chose how to start the album and he chose how to end it. But I, I think he was right on both, both fronts. I, I, I just love that whole, I love that whole story. I love the idea of, um, I don't know if you might call it like environmental culture where you just take some part of your surrounding that uh, I mean, that because that feels almost artistic to me that you take your house that and all you're doing is you're just naming it, uh, but you're giving it some extra meaning, which is what yeah. art is. But you're taking yeah your environment and adding, uh, you know, kind of uh, uh, supplementing mm. your environment in, a, mm -hmm. in an artistic way or a cultural way. Yeah. Uh, that's really yeah. cool. Yeah. And it was really wild to find out that there's other houses name that way. And I did not know that, but a lady came up tonight after yeah. I played that song. She said, yeah, in that neighborhood, there's some other ones. Yeah. I, like, I feel wow, like I there's a story that. there. If, uh, <laughs> if someone can investigate that, where, where is that? Did you say Columbia? It's in Columbia. It's in yeah. Columbia. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys have a, um, a fairly decent investigative journalist at the local <laughs> newspaper that could find that out? Well, actually, Ron, I'm not joking when I say this. I mentioned the uh, uh, the guy named John, who I mentioned was a part of the song called All All Things Beautiful. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, he's an archivist. And so he actually found newspaper articles about that house because it was the woman, Lillian, apparently uh -huh. was a real socialite in Columbia back in the day. So he found an article actually about oh, wow. it from yeah. way back. So. He actually did track it down. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Did it, did it mention why, like how that came to be that the house was named her? Like, I mean, I no, it, kind of it understand it, mention, but not exactly. It, yeah. Yeah. It didn't mention why the name house was named that, but she was apparently a real prominent woman in yeah. Columbia. So I, again, I just got the impression, uh, and I, you know, this was like, I don't know, 90 years ago or something like that. But, you know, maybe her husband just did that to kind of glorify her or whatever yeah. is the right, edify her. I don't know what the word yeah, is. Yeah. Uh, so maybe that's just the story. I'm, huh. I just don't know. Yeah, I got a lot of like, did it happen? Did he do it while she was alive or after she passed away or? Yeah. Uh, so know. many questions. I, I, <laughs> I might have to call that guy, get him to investigate <laughs> further. Okay, I want to thank Lang for being on the show. Don't forget to go find his new album, She's My Memory. It's out now. I think somewhere in there we might have referred to it as coming out soon or something like that. But it's out. You can find it. Again, just go to the show notes and look for the links there. Also, look for Lang on Instagram and Facebook and find out where he's playing live and go see him. He gives a really good live show as well. He's very active, too. And last time, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, WNC Original Music, wherever you get your podcasts. The closing song this week comes from Hello London, which is the solo project of musician James Frossy. He's from Buffalo, New York, and Hello London's uh, debut album will be coming out in 2022. You can find them at hellolondon.bandcamp.com. Here's Hello London. Have a good week. Back on the train, there's a million ways to meet ya I know it's late, but I'd really like to see ya this time I know that you're mine It's all the same, but this time I feel it different You're in my brain, and it's really not deliberate this time You know that it's mine you, I don't know where you've been I don't know where you've been My whole life it's a sin And me, I know that it's within I know that it's within I know that I can win For you 
every time The river flows, you'd be lucky if you catch it I've seen a ghost on the hand that reached right through it to find a stone in my mind. If nothing changed, what's the point in being gifted with what's today? And why do I feel it different this time? If all this design, you, I don't know where you've been. I don't know where you've been. My whole it's a sin And me I know that it's within I know that it's within I know that I can win For you Every time You got good ears.